This week on This Galarian Life, the party must recover from a failed infiltration attempt. The horses chose their path. Yeah, the horses deserved it. But the enemies are off their guard as well. They're examining the cart and the dead bodies and the traps and everything. Some of them kind of look confused because it's kind of fucking weird that this is a cart. They fight new creatures. You can tell it's not a wolf because as you're about to swing at him, he goes, I'm not a wolf. They must overcome new tactics. Wolves are very good at tripping. Why is not a wolf? Some find themselves unprepared. Not that kind of ranger. Others take the opportunity to become more self-aware. Oh, it's his turn, is it? When's it ever going to be her turn, Derek? <laughs> Can they survive Camp Rachel? Everyone say goodbye to Sirius. Anybody going to miss her? No? Didn't think so. Listen to find out. Everybody and welcome back to this Galarian life for episode 19. In a rare turn of events, I'm not the only one here for this introduction. Hello. That's right. I'm joined by the voice of Cyrix, Samantha Bagley May. Yeah. Don't use my fucking Samantha. This episode marks the beginning of the end of book one of Iron Fang Invasion. They are in the penultimate battle. And you'll get to see that played out in the following uh, hour about. We decided to take the opportunity to kind of discuss a little bit what we thought about book one. Sam, do you have any impressions of book one and how the events affected Cyrix? Uh, book one, boring as fuck. Horrible. Hated it. I think that was mostly the DM. Well, fair. Yeah, um, I'm really bad. You should have seen her eyes. So hard. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think book one for Cyrix, the events kind of gave her some character development in terms of finding that there might be a, a community, family esque group out there that she can fit into safely, which we'll explore later on as well. Ooh. That's a secret tool we'll learn use for later. Hashtag foreshadowing, everybody. Wink. As I talked about a couple weeks ago, the reason I picked Iron Fang is because it presents a different kind of model of Dungeons & Dragons than I've played before, and maybe other people. It's not big questy kind of stuff, it's more about survival. Do you, do you like that kind of game, or would you rather just stuck to, uh, let's go kill the dragon? Well first, Derek, sorry to point out such a major mistake question there, but it's actually Pathfinder, Dungeons & Dragons. This serious. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Pazzo, <laughs> please forgive me. I actually like the survival aspect to it a lot. Um, I think that that mixed with some of the flashbacky moments, the, the work month moments, and, and yeah, having to find, having commoners to protect, so to speak, makes it a lot more different than traditional uh, murder hobo dungeon delving. Uh, which is fun for maybe like a one-shot or a real short two-three-week campaign, but long-term it gets real fucking boring. It's a little more uh, variety. Now, if we were playing this game without recording it, there are several optional systems like the um, fate system. Yes, the fate system. <laughs> like the you know building the mini game kind of thing where you're building up food and shelter and whatnot that we abandoned pretty early on because it just didn't translate well to radio um, and then the militia system that will be incorporated a little bit more in book two but we do most of it off air well that's just because jeff gets really obnoxious about numbers oh uh, yes he does delves into it for hours and i have to listen to you guys talk while i actually ignore you and play video games I am very sorry about that. But you're in other games, and... Yeah, DM one. I'm really good at DMing. I almost said save. <laughs> but all of you know that's not true. Oh. Uh, what do you think? Are there, like, unique challenges that come with doing the podcast compared to an actual game with just friends? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I think the biggest one is actually giving your character uh, depth. Uh, so, like... One of the games I'm in is a 5e game where I play a lizard folk barbarian whose whole shtick is that she's a lizard and she likes to smash things because she's a barbarian. And I think that'd be kind of boring to listen to uh, week after week. And so I think the, the biggest difference uh, between just chilling with friends is that, yeah, you have to think through and give a three-dimensional-ish 
character that interacts with the other players at an equal level, with more, more interpersonal stuff. That also has to be much more structured than going off on a tangent. And another thing in other games that I GM'd in the past, uh, I didn't have to spend six hours next week editing it up. So that's, Hey, I help you edit fun. now. Same. Yeah, you do. Don't shame me. A little bit behind the curtain, we're a couple episodes into book two, and I feel like we're going to get more character building opportunities, and I think it's going to go well, but the foundations we've laid have been in these first 20-21 episodes. So I hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can follow us on our Twitter, Facebook accounts at Galorian Life on Twitter, GaloriaLife at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, drop us a line. We promise to get back to you as soon as possible if you want a response. It's always nice to hear from you all. Uh, remember to rate and review us on iTunes and other podcasting apps. That's how we get the word spread other than our social media accounts. Other than that, episode 20 is next week. That's a big milestone for us. where We are going to have, hopefully, be able to have a bit of a surprise that comes along with episode 20. And like I said last week, we're also about to reach a Twitter milestone. Hopefully we'll be able to do some sort of giveaway when that comes. Do you want to say anything else to the good people? You should follow me on Twitter. I'm delightful, but don't follow the other Sam who sucks. Unless you like NBA takes. Yeah. (laughs) That being said, everybody, hope you have a good week. Can't wait to do episode 20. And I present to you episode 19. I'm all Sony Were-Rat in Nermithos. Last time on Dragon Ball Z. I killed a horse. You killed two horses. All right, yeah, no, it's over. Goodbye, everybody. From the last episode, you'll remember us spending 30 minutes coming up with an elaborate plan, and then Derek anticlimactically ending it in five seconds at the end of the episode. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty climactic. There's a lot of horse meat. Yeah, they they burned dead. Yeah, did we get any provision points off those blown up horses? If you can get to them before the hobgoblins do, I suppose. Getting meat is my specialty. Trust is about one more fucking planning session away here from just running into camp. We should have gone with my plan. I will seduce legitimately every single person in that camp to just leave us alone forever. Well, that would also have the side effect of killing them all. So, yeah, good idea. Actually, I have a better idea. It's Sam's plan, but Gorgoon does it seducing. Ooh. That does sound sexier. Y'all up for a, a half-orc and a half-elf giant orgy in camp? <laughs> I'm literally up for that, yes. Okay, Derek, make it happen. We're role-playing. Can I leave for this? No. <laughs> okay, new plan. We give them Truxton if they leave us alone. That's fine. Okay, uh, everybody give me initiative rolls. Why? Just do it. By round two versus this fucking tower. Ding, ding, motherfucker. Natural 20, bitch, goes first. 14. I'm so furious. I rolled a 13. You are all, let's say, about 200 feet away from the palisade in front of the camp out in the tree line. You witnessed the the cart with the horses get to about 20, 10 feet in front of the palisade and then trigger some sort of a trap that exploded, murdered them poor baby horses, and then started an alarm. Uh, Grogoog. What do you do? Uh, I will... Can we see into the camp from where we are? I'll give me a perception check. What's 10 tell me, Derek? You can see the basic outlines of buildings. Uh, I will begin sneaking through the woods, or moving through the woods, to see if I can get a better vantage point without being seen myself. Towards the camp or away from the camp? Towards the camp. I assume they're going to be a little bit distracted by the explosion. Okay, give me a stealth roll. Oh, my specialty. Haha, <laughs> 10. You have a negative three to stealth. <laughs> nice. What do you think? You think Gorgoon's a stealthy man? Could have literally put any of the rest of us on this mission. Yeah, but I rolled 20. <laughs> How far do you move your full speed? Yeah, but I still want to stay within the tree line at all possible. Okay, so we'll say double moving while stealthing is you can move 30 feet. So we'll say that you're about 20 feet away from the, the tree line. Have I seen anything new? Not yet, no. That's fine. I'll end my turn. Like, this is, for concept sake, this is like the second after the spell went off, or the trap went off. Greg. All right, all right. Boy, howdy. There he goes. There goes Grogoog. What's, uh, what are my sight lines here? So you all are about 200 feet away from the entrance to the camp. 200 feet. So basically you're off the map. And uh, what is Glorious Leader Grogoog? What what exactly are we doing here? I move through the fence. I just kind of want to see the what their response to this madness is. Okay, I'll keep I'll, I'll keep low. Um, 
I'll cover him, basically. I won't. Okay. Uh, I won't fire, but I will be ready to fire if he is discovered. Do you want to make a stealth roll, or are you just gonna hang out in the trees? I don't have much luck stealth roll. Okay. Wait. Yeah, I'll just stay in the trees, stay hidden there. Maybe okay. I'll pick one or two off from range while they come up to investigate, which will be nice. Grogoog, if you're actively paying attention, a hobgoblin comes out of the tent you tried to light on fire and begins its uh, way towards the opening of the palisade and another one kind of like pokes his head out of out of that building. There's some seems with that one to be some sort of deformity kind of thing going on, but you can't make out. It just it doesn't look exactly like a hobgoblin, but it also kind of does. Then this one, three other hobgoblins that were in the central camp area start making their way towards the gate as well. And then two bugbears that were in the barracks start making their way as well places it at Truxton's turn. Alright, I hop down into the camp. You are 200 feet away. I don't know. I walk to the cart. Keep it low and slow. Stealthily. Go ahead and make a stealth roll. Nat 20. I imagine they don't see me. Oh, we'll see. So, Truxton is the only one that's officially on the map right now, and he's out of the tree line. They might uh, think he's a bunny rabbit. Perhaps. Uh, Xerix's turn. So Grogook and Truxton are making their way over to like that bridge area. Um, I would also like to sneak up to the edge of the tree line, but more towards the bottom, like farther away from Grogook, so that if we are seen, they are seen, I can cause a distraction. Truxton's within 100 feet of the palisade, and everybody else is like 150 feet back, which puts it at Grogook's turn. Okay, I want to confer with the ranger since I think he's nearby me. I'm not sure if um, Hork can hear me or not. Trucks certainly cannot. I want to tell him that we should probably attempt to shoot a hobgoblin or two. If that doesn't happen, then they will certainly send a patrol to check it out, and we can probably pick off a patrol pretty easily with our crew. And I will simply hold my action and observe. Greg, your turn. I'm going to uh, keep back and observe as well. Making sure no one's getting too close to our friend. They start kind of converging on the cart. The little one, Grogoog, that you saw that's kind of weird looking, kind of sticks back. Keeping an eye on the guy who came out of the out of the tent with you. And they're examining the cart and the dead bodies and the traps and everything. Some of them kind of look confused because kind of fucking weird that this is cart. Uh, Cyrix. Actually, Truxton. Sorry. It's your turn. What do you want to do, squad? I think we can probably pick one or two off, or can we roll to come out to murder them? I, I uh, mean, I don't think I have a gun that'll... I mean, I think I have a weapon that's in range. Uh, I guess we'll just move up a little bit then and roll another stealth check. I'll let you roll over the last one. You're fine. All right. I'm going to... While I'm doing that, I'm drawing my crossbow, and then I'll end my turn. Cyrix. Um... Can I get up any closer while still keeping cover? Yeah. I'll get up as close as I can without losing cover. Uh, we'll say you're within like 120 feet, and that's the tree line. Okay, I'll hang out at the tree line. Uh, Gorgug. Well, this might be the first and only time I do this. Gorgug will sheath his sword and start pulling out his uh his bow. Greg. Uh, I guess I'll I'll do a series and I'll creep up as far as I can go without being spotted. Yeah, 120 feet. One of the bugbears to one of the hobgoblins start advancing, kind of feeling, following like the uh, tire tracks of the um, of the cart, examining more, and then the other ones kind of head back to camp, and it's Truxton's turn. I mean, are we gonna try to get a surprise run off eventually? Are we close enough for that, people? I think we could, and also, I'm not sure what your, what your exact position is, Eames, but they might have trouble actually rushing you, since there are other mines in the ground. I'm not sure if they'll remember that or not if you shoot at them. But regardless, they're going to have trouble getting to you directly, uh, I believe. I guess I'll um, I'll move up. Uh, well, all right, yeah, yeah, I'll just take a shot at one of them. No, I assume no that's way. a surprise. And right, I too will shoot that one. Light crossbow has a range increment of 80 feet, which is within distance of all three. So if all you right. want to take a shot... So yep. I'm going to shoot at the middle one. The middle one's a bugbear. The two on either flank are hobgoblins. Okay, I'm going to shoot at the that... bugbear because they're probably probably one we want to take out quicker. Uh, it's a 12. I imagine that won't hit. Yeah, it doesn't hit. Uh, Cyrix, your turn. No one's approached us yet? 
No, but uh, Truxton just shot an arrow at one, and they are aware of his presence, at least. I'm going to cast Ghost Sound over, like, here. And I will make the sound of six or seven people kind of, like, rustling around in the bushes. What's your DC on that? Uh, the DC would be 14. So that definitely happens. Uh, Grogu's turn. Take a shot at the same bitch that he shot at. Okay. Uh, not the best at range combat, by the way. We'll see, see what happens. How's the 21 do? Uh, on the bugbear, that hits. He takes six damage. Greg's turn. So I'm going to shoot the same person. Um, I'm not getting my rapid shot, and I'm not getting point blank shot. But by by George, I'll still give him a plus nine to hit. Does a 20 hit? They're flat-footed? It does. Womp. Womp. Roll the one. But since I'm a ranger, and I got that deadly aim, it's still... Uh, Eight. Sadness consumes me. How's that bugabear looking? They having a bad bugabear day. From from the distance, you can tell that there's little droplets of blood forming where that arrow hit, but he is seemingly still standing. This one, the one at the bottom, uh, charges down towards where that sound came from. The bugbear will move back behind the cart, and you hear him screaming something towards the camp and this hobgoblin will advance and pull out a weapon. Oh, you know what that means, Eames? You're fighting? You get to cut a bitch. And it is Truxton's turn. This my cut a bitch. He's putting this motherfucker in the ground. I don't even think I have enough range to get to him, actually, do I? It looks like 20 feet, the scores are accurate. Are they? Yeah. All right, then I'm doing that. I'm dropping my crossbow, and God knows I've never have to use that again. And I'm pulling out my sword as I run toward him. Okay. My rapier. That's a 21. That hits. All right, that's five damage. Uh, and it's Sirix's turn. Has anyone seen me? I don't know. Nobody's moving towards you. Okay. What's the range on that stair, baby? 60 feet, I think. Yeah, I think so. I start moving towards my buddies. Okay. And then I stare at the one that's near track site. Okay, let's go Goob's turn. Fuck him up with me, Googie. Where the, where the hell's my ruler at? Googie Bear. 110 feet. I will move out of the tree line. Towards that little hobgoblin, 30 feet, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Uh, I have my sword out, it's glowing with fire, and I will call him a dumb, dumb piece of shit, and I'll roll to intimidate him. Got him. Called him a dumb dumb. Are you going to say that again? How's, how's, how's the 28 sound? <laughs> I, th- I think that gets it. He's shaking, but you don't think he's stirred. Oh, he's about to be stirred up. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, Greg, it is your turn. Son of a bitch still isn't close enough for deadly aim. I guess that means I gotta... I'm gonna move up 15 feet. I'm going to give him an arrow. Does a 21 hit? Yeah. First bow roll of the night. I rolled a 1, but now I rolled max damage of 8, so that does 15 damage. He's dead. That one's dead. Man, I love killing hobgoblins slash goblinoids. This one down on the bottom makes a perception check. He cannot find where the sources of the sound get is coming from, so he makes a will save, and he decides he's gonna keep fucking looking because he's a goddamn idiot. Uh, and the bugbear heads back into the camp and starts running towards that little house, all the while screaming, and it is Truxton's turn. One directly in front of me is dead. Yes. I'm not really in range to do anything here. Not really. Uh, I guess I'll just start. I mean, fuck it. Jigs up now. I'm going to just move uh, double the movement speed up to the cart. And I'm going to kind of like take cover behind the cart a little bit just in case there's ranged attacks coming. Okay. Uh, Cyrix is turn. Shouldn't we be thinking about running now? I thought we're. I thought we're are we doing it? Isn't this the thing? We can. I was thinking on my turn of moving up north towards that wood line again where he attacked the first time. So they're kind of split. Okay, that's fine. We can split. Uh, the oh, ranger can stay. The ranger can probably stay where he is, and uh, help out. He like comes after you with his range. I like that. I'm cool with that play. Kind of divide and conquer. Because right now, I'm not sure if they if that bugbear heard the ghost sound or whatever. They might think we're coming from at least two directions right now. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna cast a uh, ghost sound now. I can't. It's not gonna change anything. Fine. Fuck it. I'll move up. There we go. Let's do this shit. Not ready in action. Uh, I also put on my mask of cutting flesh. Uh, on my turn, Derek, like I said, I'm going to double move up and get us up to the north so I can get towards that other tree line. Greg, it's your turn. Oh boy, Hattie. Uh, how much cover does that little, like, 
palisade provide? Pretty sure it's 10 feet tall. Oh, okay. Um, I think I'm just going to try and shoot this fellow that's 90 feet away. The guy down at the bottom? Yeah, the one far to the south. Okay. Uh, I am going to uh, stay put and give him uh, two arrows. Ooh. First of all, does a 17 hit? A 17 hits. All right, let me roll damage for that, because my second was a nat 20. Or do you want me to confirm the 20? Uh, go ahead and just roll the damage on the first one, because you might kill it outright. Fair enough. Or at least make it easier. Womp womp. There's that uh, nat 1 again for 8 damage. Okay, go ahead and confirm. Ooh, does a 26 confirm? Uh, roll triple damage. Woohoo! Oh, this is fucked up. Actually, what's the minimum damage you can do? On a 3d8? Yeah. Um, so it's a plus 21, 3d8 plus 21. Yeah, that's yeah. just dead. Uh, he's obliterated, he's dead. One of the chest, one of the head, double tap. Keep moving, we got hogs to kill. From the watchtower, you hear as a signal horn goes off. Uh, the sound of Gorgu's white whale, white his white whale's moaning. Truxton's turn. Already in action as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ready. I'm just gonna stay here. I like my cover that I'm in. I'm gonna get into deep cover here. And I'm gonna ready up in action. Uh, and it's gonna be an action where I'm gonna shoot some. Oh, I dropped my crossbow. I'm gonna throw my rapier at somebody. Yeah, there you go. No, don't do that. Don't disarm yourself completely. That sounds good <laughs> to me. No. Little do you know to... that I took a level in monk. So don't worry. Well, let me throw an alchemist fire into that one splitter to get out of. I'm pretty sure you have to be lawful to be a monk. Well, I'm pretty sure you have to be awful to be named William. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll have you know that most Williams are actually great. <laughs> That's true. Cyrix, it is your turn. Truxton, you planning on moving from the cart or are you making your last stand there? Yeah, I think I'm just gonna, I think I'm just hanging out now. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll join you. All right. So I move up. Um, there's no people out there yet. Nope. Can I double move? Yep. I also hide behind the cart and shield Truxton with my body. Thank you. Pat him on the head a little bit. Oh, feel very uh, Grogu gets your turn. So how far can I be able to run? Uh, you can run four times your speed. Okay, I'm going to fucking run. Okay, right here? Yeah. Get me inside that wood bar. Guys, I can jump into the alchemist tent. Oh, no. You know, it, I know it looks like it. It's on the top, but it is not open on the top. Is it a tent or is it a house, Derek? <laughs> Will, it is your turn. Answer the question, Derek. We'll see. Tent or house? Tent or house? It's like Trout a or a mouse. Trout it's or like a mouse. hut kind of thing. So like a taus? Yes. Or hent. Ooh. <laughs> it's a tent I'm going to uh, hustle and uh, use my move action and my standard to hustle on up 60 feet. Okay. Oh, this is going to end so well, guys. I can't wait. I like where we're really expecting our horrible deaths. But... I'm serious, though, Eames. If you can throw, if you slow an alchemist fire on your person, you toss it, like, right at that entrance from the palisade, that's going to slow him up. All right, I can do that. I do have one. So is alchemist fire basically just like a Molotov cocktail? Is that what that is? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so it's Truxton's turn. All right, you heard, man. I'm doing that. The hobgoblin and the bugbear who were in the back start making their way to the tower. Uh, oh, good. They're not that close to you, Jeff, but that's what I need for the map right now. That's fine. Well, hold on. Are we going to go through the Palisades at your store, or are we just kind of holding here? What's the plan? Oh. Well, I don't know. They, they, they probably see me, but they definitely know you guys are down there. Yeah, I know. But, like, question is, do I want to throw this or not? Like, That's true. You can just ready the action if they come through and just throw it in their fucking face. Yeah, I've already got a ready to action, so I, I'll just... I'm just going to, I mean, I don't even know. I guess I'm just holding because I like being in cover here. Okay. So you're going to ready it again? Yeah. Cyrix. Um, I really don't know if there's no one visible what to do. Fuck it. Uh, I'm just going to cast Eagle Splendor on myself. Um, I get a plus four enhancement bonus to Charisma, um, which also means I believe that my spell DCs go up. By two, yes. Yes, so anything I cast in a bit will be harder to overcome. So down in the bottom part of the camp is a little pin, like an animal pin, 
and out of it steps one of those wolf things that William saw in the forest but couldn't identify, and he gets right up in Truxton's grill. I wouldn't, would his ready action trigger once it step through that gate? Sure. Yeah, I threw the alchemist fire at it. Uh, make me a ranged attack roll. DAB plus dex, bitch. Oh, wait, what is it? Well, that one anyway doesn't matter. So that's not going to hit. But it does catch the edge of the palisade and starts lighting that okay. on fire. I mean, it's pretty sturdy wood, but that little section is, that little five-foot section is going up. But that is that guy's movement. So it is this hobgoblin. No, Grokoke's turn. What do I see at the tower? There's a bugbear and two hobgoblins by the tower. One just came down from the tower. I will attempt to move stealthily to the next patch of trees. Uh, give me a stealth check. Natural 20, so 17. Excellent, stealthing. Uh, this is the mur- This is the, my murder stealth. I'm stalking my prey. A nat 20, though. You notice the, the two hobgoblins are just minding their own shit, and then, like, I don't know, you, like, bump into a branch or something? Just ever so slight, and the bugbear turns his head towards you, and then just kind of turns it back. Like he, he feel you feel like he thinks there's something there, but can't make it out. Oh yeah, bitch! It's gonna be a good time. Uh, well, it's your turn. <laughs> it's murdering time. Uh, so I guess I'm going to aid my ally by pumping that wolf thing full of arrows. I will take a five foot step down so that it doesn't get any real cover. Yeah, it should be good. Man, that not having favorite enemy really makes my life sad. Uh, I'm guessing an 11 doesn't, but what about a 14? A huh? 14 hits. All right, stupid animals not wearing armor. I got a six plus six for 12 damage. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. He's got an arrow sticking out of him. I'll say that much. Uh, I believe that's all I can do. The bugbear, the bugbear, I'm giving him a perception check because he noticed you before. So he's pinpointing your location. So he makes it and gets within five feet of you and will take an attack with his something. You saw my ass? Yeah. He did. The other ones didn't. He's going to take an attack with his Morningstar. It's a 21 hit. Barely. Take seven damage for me. Ow! So this hobgoblin notices what that dude's doing. He runs back to the tower. The other one steps up and will also make an attack with his, I think it's a longsword. Oh, no, it's a battle axe. That's not me. And misses. Uh, Truxton's turn. I'm going to take a swing at that beast in front of me. Give me a knowledge arcana before you do that. Okay. Oh, I I thought it was a wolf. Nope. Okay. Oh, in fact, you can tell it's not a wolf because as you're about to swing at him, he goes, I'm not a wolf. I didn't say you were. Always tricking the buck. Twelve. Man, that just makes me want to kill it more. Uh, you can tell that this is a magical beast of some sort, but it's definitely not a wolf wolf. Fourteen to attack. That hits. Exactly. All right. Seven damage. Not bad. And then I'll launch my second attack. And that misses. will eventually have, I assume. Yep. It actually hits. I'm the uh, DM now, Derek. Uh, Cyrix, it's your turn. Okay, cool. If I move this way, does the wolf get an attack of opportunity? Uh, no. And am I flanking it? No. You'd have to be here. Can I do that without getting an attack of opportunity? (laughs) I don't think so. Just take it, Sam. Take the attack of opportunity. Have faith in your Uh, Well, I'm still going to move here. Uh, And I'll roll to hit it with the whip. There's a 100 hit. If you subtract 90 from it, it doesn't, because you rolled a 10. Okay, cool. Uh, one of the things I like about second edition is the only people that get attacked opportunity are fighters, so you can just kind of risk it for the biscuit and see if something has a fighter bubble. I love the term, risk it for the biscuit. Incorporate that more, William. I Start just adding that to my lingo. Yeetus that fetus. Okay, it is the unidentified wolf thing's turn. As a free action, can I ask it, if it's not a wolf, then what are you? <laughs> Make your knowledge arcana rule and I'll know or I'll tell ya. Not that kind of ranger. He takes a bite at Truxton. Although he'd have an easier time hitting Cyrus. A 24 hit. Sure does not. You don't need to worry about this damage. 
Derek says as he rolls a 35 damage. Seven damage. And then he attempts to trip you. Why does everybody get two attacks but me? I don't, buddy. Don't worry. Um, does a... He's like a four-legged creature. It can't be that high. Wolves are very good at tripping. Well, he's not a wolf. Um, that is true. You did say that, Derek. I know, but he's a better kind of wolf. Does a 20 beat your CMD? Is he a dire wolf? Dire wolves don't usually talk. Yes, yeah, the 20 beats my CMD. I'm on the ground. You're prone. Uh, Grogu, it's your turn. All right, motherfuckers. Five foot step. I'll roll to attack this fuck in front of me. An 18 do it? Yeah. 10 damage. That boy's not looking too good, Jeff. Uh, and it's Greg's turn. It's time for Angry Bowman to unleash Angry Bow times. Well, um, that's a nat one for the first attack, but that second attack is a 23, so I'm guessing that hits. Yeah, I won't hit. Yeah. I assume you're attacking the wolf fella. No, I'm attacking Grogu. Okay. Thank you. That hits Grogu, right? Uh, without a ranger commit, probably not. I guess that's true. Well, I guess I'll have to hit the maybe not a wolf. Okay. Maybe it's a winter wolf. The fucking werewolf, dude. Hey, that's 10 damage. How's it looking? Uh, he's dead. Cyrus, can you make a knowledge arcana rule? No. I guess you guys will just never know what this warg was. Uh, God damn it. Mm. Porg? That's copyrighted trademark of George Lucas. Uh, fucking George Lucas is gonna come steal us and put us in his little meat wad. Don't worry. (laughs) They are fucking wolves, you assholes. They're oversized, evil, intelligent wolves often found blind amid goblins or other savage races. Yeah, but they could talk. With six ants, it's true. They're talking wolves. Do we do a warg this whole time? (laughs) God damn it, Bobby, I'm a warg. (laughs) The bugbear swings his morning star at Grokug and it misses. It is then Abba Goblin's turn. He'll make what, it to the edges. I got a quick joke I just came up with to run by you guys. What does an exterminator say when he fucks up? Go for it. Rats. Nah. Uh, uh, rats uh, off to you, Eames. Rats woo! off to you. Thank you. And then the Hobgoblin will drop his long sword, pull out his long bow. Uh, Jeff, you can take an attack of opportunity if you would like. 17. Uh, I think that... That hits. Eight more damage. He is up, but barely. Fishers. He fires an arrow at you, 21. That'll do it. Uh, take seven damage. Oh, fuck. And you see that bugbear that was in the initial combat start making his way towards the palisade again. It is Truxton's turn. I mean, the wolf in front of me is dead, right? The wall? Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess I'm going toward the entrance then. You know, start moving towards there. I'll go like as far as I can go with like a double move action or whatever. It's like right here, I think. Counting it out. And Cyrix, it's your turn. Um, uh, I am gonna follow Truxton in and can I see the guy that's in the tent? Nope. Do I see anyone around me? Is that bugbear in the back? This guy. Is he within a hundred feet of me? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to lash out at a target with an invisible blade of force that deals 2d4 plus 2 points of force damage from the Mask of Cutting Flesh. So you have to make an attack roll? If the associated deity is the wearer's patron once a day, the wearer can whisper a command word to lash out at a target within 100 feet, unerringly slashing the target with an invisible blade of force that deals 2d4 plus 2 points of force damage. Spell resistance applies. And I have to be within 100 feet for that to occur. I assume I'm within 100 feet. You are. He takes seven points of force damage. Wow. It kind of, it hits him so hard that he like gets knocked back five feet. Cool beans. Guys, I should be okay up north. There's going to be at least two or three rounds before I get down to you. <laughs> Assuming I don't really fuck up my next few rolls and they don't crit me. Oh, and I uh, transfer my stare to the bugbear. Now things are going to start sucking. I'm always down for that. Gavin just came in here and asked me what was happening when I explained it to him, and then he's like, what's that cart? And I'm like, explain the cart, and he said that we're all evil. I don't know how I feel about this. Why, we're killing, the horses? We're killing the horses? The horses chose their path. Yeah, the horses deserved it. That's their penance for helping a beheader. Okay, so out of that little pen that the ward came out of, an actual goblin comes charging up at Truxton, and pulls a fist back and swings it right in his face. It's a 21 hit. Nope. Go ahead and roll the damage. Yeah. Just in case it does hit. I've never not gotten hit by an attack in the entire game, so. Uh, six damage. 
And out of the alchemist tent steps a hobgoblin. He'll step a 20 feet of Cyrix and pull a strange alchemical device out of his pocket. Turn up your fucking point. Cyrix. What? Uh, does a 14 hit your touch AC? Yeah. So it throws a bomb at Cyrix. Oh, shit. Yeah, but is it an enchantment? Because I have a plus two to those will saves. Oh, uh, no. But give me a reflex save. Well, that's not my worst one. <laughs> Thank you, Arisa. 16. Uh, Troxy, give me a reflex flip save as well. Oh, he's, he's very clutch. It's totally fine. 18. All right, so you both make the reflex save. Cyrix, you're going to take eight damage. And Truxton, you take three damage. Does the bomb directly hit Cyrix? And Truxton was just in the splash zone. Truxton's always in the splash zone. Yeah, he is. Uh, Gorgug, it's your turn. Gorgug is willing to move and take an attack of opportunity from Bob from uh, Bugbear. Going he to, he's going to move right here. He's going to dance a sword across the top of his head and start pointing to each creature. He's going to point at the one who shot him. Oh, and say, don't worry, friend. You'll be dead soon. And he'll point at the runner and ring down the stairs and say his ass will make a fine dinner. And he casts Blistering Invective. Did you just tell the bugbear you were going to eat his ass? I did. Ooh, damn. I rolled very badly. It's a 16 to intimidate them. Okay. So it is hit dice plus wisdom modifier plus 10. Bugbear is intimidated. Yeah, they're all... They're all intimidated. Okay, they will all now take 1d10 fire. They all take 4 fire damage. And they have to pass a 16 reflex save or be on fire. And they're demoralized. Okay, so the bugbear rolls a 16 on the dice. First hobgoblin rolls an 18 on the dice. The third or second hobgoblin dies outright, so we'll call that a pass on the reflex save. Alright. So they take fire damage, but they're not dead. All right, motherfuckers, that's, that's on party. Fire. Greg Stern. Well, hot dog. I'm going to hustle and bustle my way up to the group. And unfortunately, that's going to take me two actions. So it's going to take all my actions to get up there. Not much I can do other than be like, this is a raid. Other than that, that's about it. Okay, so it's Bugbear fighting you, Jeff, charges and misses. Because all I can fucking roll with him is a two. I'll take it. And this hobgoblin bolt fires arrow you miss. And the <clears throat> hobgoblin that was in the back, that was in the initial fight, makes his way up in Cyrix and Truxton's grill. And then from the <clears throat> the warg pen comes lapping off this little baby dog, stands next to the goblin guy who punched Truxton and gives him this this look in his eye like, this is what you want me to do, because you're my master, and I love you so much. There's a dog, and he belongs to that goblin. He's so cute. So uh, he's my, I'm his master? No, the goblin that punched you in the face is. Oh, I'm Apparently, killing you the keep dog what you kill. You keep what you kill, Truxton. <laughs> that dog is some kind of fucking... Um, it's a spirit child. Ethereal being. I'm just going to try to adopt it. That's a lawful good dog. That is not a lawful good dog. Uh, and he'll... He'll take a cute little baby bite at trucks. It's on a 15 and it rolled to a 7. Nope. It's a 14 hit. Nope. How does it have a plus 7? It's flanking. Uh, but, but it's Truxton's turn. Remember your steps, people. Remember your steps. Yeah, I'm fucking up that baby dog. <laughs> 17? Does that hit? Uh, yes. Because we can. 6 damage. The dog died. <laughs> so the goblin looks at the dog and goes... And then it's Eric's turn. Um, I'm gonna take a five foot step. I'm gonna roll two attack the bugbear. What's my flanking bonus? You got plus two for flanking. 14. On the buggy bear? I'm so sorry. Okay, cool. As a free action, I'm gonna wrap the whip around my neck and kill myself. Okay. Well, let me put the kill on Cyrix. Cool, I'm dead now. Bye. Everyone say goodbye to Cyrix. Anybody gonna miss her? No? Didn't think so. I'll miss Cyrix. Everybody who is in the lower camp, give me a knowledge, religion, arcana, or local. Oh my god, what a shit. What were my options? 14. 
religion, arcana, or local? Yes. I have local. I didn't got any of those things. I had all of them, and I rolled a four. Why am I a ranger with no- I rolled a natural 20! Suck my dick! Wow, probably on something unimportant. So the boy who's Sorry, walking out of the tent now, the one that uh, Grogoog thought had some kind of weird deformity, had some sort of weird deformity. Deformity, huh? Cyrix, <laughs> you now recognize as some sort of half-hobgoblin, half-rat creature. And in fact, it's been infected with lycanthropy. It's a were-rat. That is going to confuse Greg, because, I mean, he hates hobgoblins, but he loves his rat child. <laughs> Why? Why? Wait, which one of his kids is a rat? Oh, the bastard who won't fight with us. He's all got wanderlust or whatever. And this boy charges down at Cyrix, pull up, pulls out a rapier, and attempts to jab it in her side. Cyrix. Yeah. Let me roll the damage real quick, and then, and then I'll ask if it hits. Okay, it probably didn't hit based on how you're like. Okay, it was out. a seven. Is a seven hit? No. And if you fuck with me like that again. What about on your flat footed though, Cyrix? Not even on my flat footed. Um. So now it's the the goblin's turn. He's going to attempt something called a a knockout punch. Sam, for the love of God, cast command on the way rat. Eames is a twenty-five hit. Roll fortitude save. Seventeen. You make it. You have to fight still, but you take two damage. Oh, now it's the guy who threw the bomb's turn. He throws another bomb at Cyrix. This is gonna get the bugbear and the <clears throat> the were rat and the splash damage if it hits. It probably doesn't. My touch AC is twenty-seven. I believe you. It's a nine against touch. That is a failure. Uh, give me reflex save. Nine. You're gonna take three damage. Grogoog. Well, fuck. Come on, Gorgi. Five foot staff attack, the bugbear. Go ahead. 20. That hits. It. 10 damage. Uh, there you go, big shot. Uh, he's dead. <laughs> I looked at that last one on the bridge. Run now, bitch. Run fucking now. I'm gonna shove this watchtower up your ass. <laughs> uh, Greg's turn. Oh boy, somebody's gonna get so many arrows in them. At least two. Hit that little doggy boy. I don't get bonuses for murdering dogs. I do get bonuses for murdering hobs. Yes. What about half hobs? Did you get half a bonus? No, all uh, goblinoids count for the same. Oh. Boy, howdy, who should I murder? I figure I should kill this one right here so that Trexan isn't flanked anymore. Yep, that's a bugbear boy. Alright, this bugbear... Gonna be fucking dead here in a second. Give me a second. He's already taken damage. I intend to make sure he takes the last damage. The last uh, damage. A 20, does a, I, I'm guessing a 24 probably hits, but does a 15? I don't think so. Why? Why are you like this? Why do I even get this feat? All it does is just give me one. Well, if you didn't have it, I mean, it could be a lot worse. I guess. How does he like 15 damage? Oh, oh he's very, very dead. Yay! Greg is the only competent member of our party. He literally is. Okay, so long, if we're, fighting, if we're fighting goblins, I'm a murder machine. If we're fighting anything else, ah. Well, that's all we've ever fought, so no worries. So the, the hobgoblin who's running down the stairs uh, takes a shot at Grogoog, uh, 19. Oh, yeah. that thing doesn't touch me at all. No, fuck him. Okay, fuck well. Him, fuck, there's a, fuck this watchtower. Well, then he makes his, his way down the stairs. I yell to my party, Hey, you fuckers need me now, or can I fuck this tower? Fuck the tower, baby. Get over here and help us, damn it. Cyrix and Gorgug have a little Burn that tower down together, but right now we got we got gobs to kill. Doggy boy, he moves over. He five foot steps over to Greg, takes an attack. This is 18 hit. Well, let me tell you something, Doggo. You're having a bad day, because that doesn't hit shit. What's your AC? 21. Shit! Holy shit. Good dick. Wait, my AC's always been like 13 something. I have taken precautions to not die. I have a family to look after, damn it. Derek literally murdered one of my uh, backup characters so I could have more AC. Truxton. What? It's your turn. In a second. Kill the fucking dog. Alright, I'm killing the dog. 
Actually, no. I'm having a little soft spot, and I want to give my no. good friend slash love interest. Kill the dude. dog. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna perform a knockout punch. Okay. <laughs> oh shit! Eric made the the token for the dog is like just a real cute golden retriever. How the fuck do I do a knockout punch? Oh boy, That's how are we gonna have to get? I said it's a brawler ability. Hold on. Yeah, if you take four levels in brawler, you can do it. Okay, Kepa, can I do non-lethal damage? Yeah. All right, I'm doing that then. You'll take a minus four. Fine. Just kill the goddamn dog. Ten. Didn't kill it. That's okay. Wasn't me who killed it, Gorgug. Just telling you right now. So when you're choosing which party member to romance, remember, not a dog killer. Gorgug, I ain't touched the dog yet. Xerix, <laughs> your turn. I'm so furious. <sighs> Shut up. You do all the damage anyway. You get the glory. Okay. Really? Um... I am going to, now that the bugbear is dead, I will transfer my stare to the were-rat and roll to hit. 23. If that doesn't hit, I swear to God. Yeah, it hits. 21 damage. Oh, fuck. My rage has been building to the point where I just lash out. That's a really good roll. Uh, what type of damage is is, is that? Is a whip? Pierce slashing damage? I don't know what's scorpion whip. Slashing damage, I assume. Eddie, uh, make a perception check, Sirix. We're gonna need silvered weapons or magic. I think Ten. Magic weapons will do us fine. For some reason, it feels like it didn't take quite as much damage as you would have expected. Of course. It deals lethal damage even to creatures with armor bonuses. Cool. It That's still the kind of do... damage it does. Lethal damage. Okay. Sam, can we talk about how Derek shorts you at every turn because you're female? I know. You're, you're this, is, this is why you're actually not invited to my 5th edition campaign, Derek, because you're a sexist sack of shit. It's a goddamn werewolf. He got you silver. The most sexist of all creatures, I snap. Um, actually, oh, this, happened off, this happened off camera, but I actually dipped my whip in silver. Okay. Well, it's his <laughs> turn. And... Oh, it's his turn, is it? When's it ever going to be her turn, Derek? <laughs> yeah, what's he going to do, Derek? Yeah, Derek. He's going to throw a Stop bullying the GM. I, I could do the thing that's... I could do the thing that's bad, or I could do the thing that's not so bad, so... Just do the thing that's bad. Come on. You know you want. I know action. you want to. Just, just, be a, just be a bad little boy. He's going to take... He's gonna... <laughs> Just be a naughty little wear rat. I'm gonna roll this on roll 20. Good. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> He's such a bad bitch. <laughs> for the listening audience at home, what happened was he rolled a net 20. Because I know that like <laughs> half of this podcast is just probably, you know, there are no listeners, but if there were, it would be you being confused about things we're saying that are happening on roll 20. It was uh, it was a 1d20 minus 1, and I rolled a 20. Now I'm going to roll to confirm. This is 6. 16 yes, it confirm. does. Just kill me. Uh, 4 damage. Yeah, I will, actually. 4 damage. <laughs> what kind of piss poor dagger does this little bitch got? And make a fortitude save. Oh, no. You're going to be a zombie soon. You're going to be a were-rabbit, too. Is this poison damage? You have to tell me. It's disease. If you're a cop, you have to tell it. Um, I think, because I took the blight burn, blight whatever feet. That might be against disease too. I don't know. 19. Damn, we could have had a furry whore in the party. You're fine. That would not have been good though. <laughs> Do me some werewolf porn. He five footsteps back. And it is the goblin's turn. Goblin boy uses flurry of blows on Truxton. Uh, it's a 19... <laughs> And a 12. Oh, uh, first one hits. Goddamn, fucking take two damage. Okay, I'm getting a lot of little chip damage on me. I'm currently at half health, though, so I'm not back in turn. Or the goblin with the bombs is going to toss one down at Gregory. Will, I want you to make, look at your touch, AC. 14. Uh, 16 hits, then. Womp womp. And that is on to roll 20. Give me a reflex save. A 19? You're going to take half of this. Fuck, five damage. That's a good-ass bomb. <laughs> I'm rolling garbage on fucking damage. Oh, that's it. And Jeff, it's Grogu's turn. I will cast Cure Light on myself. I will heal for six damage. Whoa, boy. Oh, boy. And uh, I end my turn. It's Greg's turn. 
All right, hear me now. I'm gonna take a five foot step up and I'm gonna fill that where rat full of arrows. Uh, since it is still a goblin. It has the goblin subtype, yes. Yeah, no, it's still fucked. Does a 21 hit? Yeah. Well, both my rolls are 21, so that means this little bastard's getting both those arrows. Boy, howdy, that's uh, absolute garbage. I rolled a one on both of them. Luckily, since I'm up close, uh, deadly aim and, and favorite enemy, plus one bow, uh, that does nine damage each for uh, 18 altogether. He is a were-rat. He I do have a plus has... one bow, if that, that does anything. He has DR5 silver. So then he takes that eight all together. Each each of those do eight or each of those do four damage. He has seven hit points. He's dead. Ha ha! Hey, That's the end of our broadcast week. Hey, I did okay. I got a few hits in. I just distilled there any damage is the problem. Yes, really. My literal max damage is eight, which I think is William's minimum damage. I think that might actually be true. My max damage is twenty. 30. But I can't goddamn roll anything higher than a 10. Uh, what's everybody looking like at hit points? Um, I've taken 18 damage, uh, which, and I've got 23 total. Uh, or, I'm sorry, 30, 33, not 23. 30, okay. 23 would be bad. I'm, I'm okay. I got like half health. How have you taken any damage? Because some people throw bombs at me. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a 32. I'm fresh. This is going oddly well, but I think Skarniverse is still in this camp somewhere. That, that feel when you only get a we might be able to end this book next week. Good. We can only end the book once Eames learns how to do five foot stuff. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Bath are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo.